Last week, we covered no God, no peace, right? But you have to know God to make peace. So blessed are the peacemakers, right? As we are connected to God, um, connected to God's word and God's spirit and continuing learning, we can start producing fruit and reflecting God's character with the fruit of the spirit. Um, We've learned in a summary kind of slide here that the Sermon on the Mount, the first three talk about changing of our heart and mind. Being poor in spirit teaches us humility before a holy God. Learning to mourn our sins, not only of those that we committed, but also of those that we have not even committed yet. Sins of omission, they call that. And that is just taking a look at God's holiness, a, uh, a sense of, of, uh, of humility before a holy God. Avoiding self-righteousness, looking around, thinking, well, I've been doing this, I've been doing that. I was thinking of that this, this morning coming over to church today. Even those that go on missions trips, right? Uh, we may think, well, we do this for the church, and so it may give us, us a sense of maturity in our faith. Even going on a mission, right? Not many people go on missions, do they? Right? If I go on a mission... Wow, I I must be doing pretty good in God's sight. So it's so important um, not to get prideful about that. Not that going on missions is bad. Should we do that sometime in our life? Absolutely, right? Should we take Bible classes? Absolutely. And uh, uh, increase our knowledge. But um, realizing that God's holiness is way beyond ours. Uh, learning to be meek, teachable, and leadable. And the fourth, I notice, kind of these seven Beatitudes, the fourth one is in the middle. It's almost like a, I, didn't, I couldn't get a graphic, like a, an arc, a pyramid, but the fourth one seems to be the, a change in the Beatitudes. The first three are about changing our hearts and our minds. But the fourth one talks about dreaming for righteousness, hungering for right relationships, Vertically with God and peace in our world. And we just celebrated a Martin Luther King's holiday uh, just a couple weeks ago. And timely-wise, today's message kind of just fit right in there. So I am going to share Martin Luther King's uh, I Have a Dream speech in its entirety. um, And another snippet from him by video. And so that's going to definitely focus on the fourth beatitude of dreaming, holy dreams, hungering for right relationships. And the next beatitudes talk about sanctification or purification, our daily walk once we come to God with humility and mourning and being leadable and teachable. What are we supposed to do with our lives? Well, we're supposed to reflect God. So it talks about, the rest of the Beatitudes talk about being merciful, about being pure in heart, cleansing us as gold, purifying us, becoming more God-like, versus accepting our salvation, the free gift, and just being stuck. I mentioned earlier that uh, some quote said, Jesus came to 
comfort the disturbed and disturb the comfortable. <laughs> I like that. Jesus came to comfort the disturbed, but yet disturb the comfortable. And blessed are the peacemakers. So this last uh, teaching after the seven Beatitudes, you know, raise your hand if you want to be blessed, right? Who, who doesn't want to be blessed, right? Well, the summation of this sermon from Jesus says, blessed are those, okay, you paying attention? Yes, bless me, God. Blessed are those who are persecuted. Ah, your hand comes down a little bit, huh? <laughs> what? Blessed are those who are persecuted. Okay, for what? Okay, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. Okay? Again, going back to the pinnacle of the uh, sermon here of number four, hungering for right relationships with God, reconciliation with God, and reconciliation with our fellow man. At the end of the uh, Sermon on the Mount, Jesus continues to say, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. This is kind of what you're made for. The purpose of salt is to be salt. He says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and the glory of the Father in heaven. Martin Luther King was a voice, right? A voice of truth in darkness, a voice of light in generations of oppression in our country's history. Scripture says, darkness is opposed to the light. It's an odd thing. But persecution is opposition to the light of Jesus and righteousness and truth. Whenever we stand up for righteousness, it's almost like the Bible says, expect opposition. Expect opposition. Martin Luther King, indeed, he was a voice of truth and fairness and the founding principles of the America's Constitution that were based on biblical principles. And he was sadly assassinated for being a light in the darkness, speaking truth. Darkness shuns, avoids, and wants to cancel the light. In John 3, 19, it says bluntly, this is the verdict. Light has come into the world, referring to God, Jesus, and revealing truth. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of the light. Why? Because their deeds are evil. 
Everyone does evil and hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. So the one who stands out for truth is persecuted. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. When you stand up for righteousness, you figure everyone would just pat you on the back, <laughs> right? And you would become popular. And sometimes you are in a movement and things like that. But the one who stands out amongst the majority seems to be persecuted. There's a Japanese uh, proverb that says, the nail that sticks out is what? Hammered down. In that society of sameness and uniformity and what's expected of people, if you stand out too much, <laughs> you're going to get squashed. In America, we think, ah, oh, how backward is that? We believe in individual freedoms and individual rights and things like that. But if you think about it, in America, it's kind of the same thing, but almost like high school cliques and political parties. You have to think in certain way, right? There's peer pressure. And if you stand out, right, you get persecuted. In this day of... Uh, political tolerance and things like that, right? If we stand for anything against political tolerance, we get persecuted at work in the public arena if we stand for up for uh, what we believe. That's why I love watching uh, investigative reporting on television that uncover scandals and dark, uh, nefarious uh, stories from Jeffrey Epstein to Harvey Weinstein. All these investigative reporters uncovered light, turned to light, the spotlight in darkness, right? From those things to even people coming near the truth of the Bible, right? This is light. God's word is light. And people, what? They avoid the Bible. <laughs> They'll come to church for fun worship, uh, good feelings, having a good time, but they'll avoid, uh, we don't get, want to get too heavily into the Bible, into truth, um, I have a friend who will avoid certain churches because they teach. <laughs> they take a stand on certain uh, topics. And she'll, that person will avoid certain churches like, ah, yeah, I'll go there. But once they get into to start talking about truth and intolerance, in her, her opinion, she avoids that. But we also avoid the truth by avoiding putting our life, our standard against God's standards. But to avoid persecution, 
All we have to do is blend in with society, <laughs> right? Not seeking a standard of holiness, not, not seeking after God's holiness. We just have to act like, talk like, walk like the world, right? So if we promote prosperity and worldlyism and all that stuff, it becomes popular. And there are a lot of churches that are popular because they entertain people. The Bible talks about this in the church of Laodicea in the book of Revelations. Let's, uh, let me read out of this and see what Scripture has to say about the lukewarm church. The Bible says, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you would be cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Some, some say spew you out of my mouth. I'll spit you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich, I have become wealthy, and have need of nothing. And do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked, that we are in need. We have become prideful. So, who wants to be blessed today? Blessed are we when we stand up for righteousness. But be ready, because when we stand up for righteousness, right thinking, God's standards, God's holiness standards, and not the world's standards, get ready for pushback. Get ready for pushback. And here is Martin Luther King's uh, last speech before he was assassinated. He stood up for righteousness. He stood up for justice. And sadly... People wanted to silence his voice because he was turning on the light in darkness. Let's close in prayer. God, we just uh, come before you as we have commemorated Martin Luther King's life this month where he sacrificed himself for righteousness' sake. against death threats and punishment and persecution. He stood up for right principles, your principles, God. And God, he, you gave him your spirit of courage and no fear because you surrounded him with love and gave him your eyes, God, of what truth is. God, we pray for ourselves, for that same spirit. God, give us your eyes, your heart. Help it to burn within us so that we can live the rest of our days in the power of your Holy Spirit, connected to you as the vine, expressing your love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. 
God, help us to stand for righteousness. Give us a spirit of bravery, not timidity. Whatever our situation is, God, help us to speak the truth, to shine light in areas of darkness, wherever that is, God. God, help us, give us uh, that sense of peace, knowing that we are secure with you. It's not the number of days we live on this earth, God, but it's uh, the reason why we live. We thank you for our lives, our physical lives, our number of days. God, help us not to be so simplistic just to dream and hope for uh, longevity, where more is better. God, give us a reason to live, God, even a reason to die. Pray that your Holy Spirit would speak to us as well, where you even say, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is your kingdom. God, make that kingdom be real to us today. In your son's name we pray. Amen.